Welcome to our podcast today on Small Business Horsepower. Small Business Horsepower podcast, you can find it wherever you find your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, and a number of other sites. I think our audience is going to be really pleased today to have Homestead Phil and Homestead Jen of Rent the Chicken. I'll tell you, I was looking for something exciting, something different, uh, people to have on the podcast. And I was listening to another podcast and I found Homestead Jen and Phil. And uh, it was quite interesting, something we've never had before. Anyway, welcome to the program, Homestead Jen and Homestead Phil. Hey, we are so happy to be here. Homestead Phil had to step away for just a half a second, but he'll be right back. We are excited. Thanks for having us on. All right. Well, let me read it. I guess I can read it right from your media kit here. It says, Rent the Chicken was founded by Phil. Bill and Jem Tompkins of Freeport, Pennsylvania in 2013. Their objective is to help people have just one food source closer to the table. We call this concept Yard to Table. Each location is a family-run affiliate helping families to bring one simple food source closer to their table, one rental at a time. Uh, Homestead Jen, how did and Phil, how did you get the concept? Oh, that's a great idea. Um, as you can imagine, people ask this, this all the time. Late one night, uh, I was doing what we shouldn't be doing. I was looking at my cell phone, and Homestead Jen's job was coming to an end. We knew it. It was a contract job, so it wasn't a surprise. But here I am with my cell phone in my hand. I'm scrolling, and I'm like, huh, I Google crazy business ideas, and poof. There is an SBA.gov uh, article about the seven craziest business ideas around, and there was somebody renting chickens in, in Alabama. Yeah, I just said chicken rentals, right? Yes. Yeah. So I said. You said. Hey, Homestead Jen. Well, she wasn't Homestead Jen at the time. I said, what do you think about renting out some chickens? And I was like, eh, I mean, I can work some power tools and we have some chickens. Why not? And here we are. Rent the chicken was hatched. Did you contact that uh, lady in Alabama? I did. I spoke with her uh, the next day for about 30 minutes, and I don't believe she's in business anymore. Um, I've tried to reach out to her years later to just thank her for you know our conversation, but I haven't been able to find her. But that's okay. We are, we're here, and we are renting out chickens and hatching out chickens and doing all kinds of things chicken-related. What was your two previous backgrounds going into this? Oh, good question. I do, by chance, have a bachelor's degree in small business and entrepreneurship from ages ago, so that's super helpful. And my uh, focus after college, I had some retail sales and sales management experience, as well as project management experience. And for me, I was in information technology for 20 years. So prior to Rent the Chicken, I was fixing computers, restoring email systems, fixing databases, all kinds of crazy stuff. And, um, you know, I'd always been looking for a way to change 
my lifestyle to be, you know, more at home with my wife. And here I am and rent the chicken is, is really helped make that possible. So did you guys, were you living in a rural area or you were in an urban area or how did you get to a spot where you could, no pun intended, I guess, hatch the concept? (laughs) I love it. When we met, we both lived outside of Baltimore, Maryland, and it didn't take us long to realize that we wanted to make a life change to rural Western Pennsylvania, where my family is located. And so we made that move uh, very early 2013. And Phil already knew that he wanted a big garden and he wanted to have chickens and raise meat rabbits and all the homesteading things. And I was like, hold on to your horses, guy. Let's slow her down. We need to make some, we need to make sure we know what we're doing. And so ideally we could use the rent the chicken when we started. (laughs) Absolutely. We could have. Yeah. Uh, Did you kind of scope out uh, Homestead Phil and Jen, the competition, like how many people were already in this business or did you look into that before you started or you just said, oh, this sounds great. This is what we're going to do. Yeah. So we really didn't look at the market, but we did do some research and development. So that first year in 2013, when we started, we built, I don't know, three or four coops or something like that. And we said, let's give these to people. Let's see their reactions. Let's see how it goes. And that's really going to determine what we do next year. So we had these coops ready to go. We had chickens in these coops. Uh, it was it was happening. And if you rewind just a smidge, yep. when we first started talking about the idea of rent the chicken, there were so many people that were like, "That's such a great idea!" I know five people who would do it right away. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And then when we got our coops ready, we paired up our chickens, and and we said, "This is going to be free." And then nobody, nobody wanted it. So then we're like, "Huh?" But <laughs> how we really got our start is. Homestead Jen's mom has a friend who said, I'll try it. Now, to this day... We don't even know. I think my mom paid her. Yeah, it's very possible <laughs> that she was... She like slipped her an apple pie or something. something I don't like know. Yeah. So she got this coop, and we learned so much from her experience. We learned the things that we had to change in our coop design. We learned the things that we had to do differently with future customers. And so after that soft opening, 2014, Homestead Gen built 54 coops in our front yard. Mm -hmm. I helped as much as I could. I was still doing some IT stuff. And we delivered, I think, 48 48 of those coops were delivered in 2014. So we give free ones away, except the one that- But we put a dollar amount to it, everybody wanted. Well, okay, so you build them in-house or you have someone else build them? We did. Yeah, at the time we we built them all ourselves. Mm-hmm. Now we actually contract an Amish man to build our coops. Uh, but each homesteader, they do have very specific coop plans that they can follow for building coops themselves. Okay, so you subcontract that you have someone build them for you. Yeah, we have an Amish guy just outside of Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. You know where Punxsutawney Phil is? Uh, yes, if Punxsutawney Phil, then the uh, and so it, I thought that was for the groundhog or something, but that now it's for the chicken. <laughs> well, his name's Levi. His name is. Levi. Levi, and uh, he lives just outside of Punxsutawney. It's it's amazing. He he has no electricity, so everything is very much hand built. Uh, he's allowed to use gas power tools, but that's it. Oh, but he probably doesn't have a cell phone either, right? So you can't text him or anything. No, no cell phone, no email address. Oh, wow, what a story. Well, let me ask you this: How do you promote this business? 
We have a number of different promotion options where not only are we promoting our business of Rent the Chicken, but we're also promoting our affiliate partner program so that we can have more homesteaders and farmers join us to offer Rent the Chicken as an additional revenue stream from their homesteader farm. And as far as Rent the Chicken, Western PA, when Rent the Chicken, where we are, we participate in a home and garden show that has a farm to table section. That home and garden show has been fantastic for us. And we also do traditional advertising that you would see, not only those shows that we go to, but uh, billboards, brochures. We send out postcards about our hatching program mm-hmm. to, to different businesses that might hatch. Uh, but I mean, digital advertising, print advertising, whatever type of advertising is out there, uh, we do, as well as sending out press releases to the media to say, hey, here we are. This is what we're up to. And the media just loves to talk about us. It, for people that go to our website, rentthechicken.com, you can click on the news uh, tab, and you'll see all sorts of articles from the from the media. And of course, word of mouth. Word, word of, of mouth is huge. Best method of advertising. Yes. People, word of mouth. you know, sometimes you don't like to be talked about, but we love to be talked about at Rent the Chicken. Plus, I was uh, I heard on another podcast that you bought an I don't know you bought a newspaper, or you bought something else to help promote the business. Yeah, so we uh, we tried to do some extra marketing, so we were running a local paper that we were delivering to about 150 different businesses. And that increased our, just doing that print marketing, increased our bottom line by probably as much as 10%. It's kind of hard to put a number on it because oftentimes when you ask people, hey, how did you hear about us? So we're no longer doing that simply because we've been so busy that we've, we have to really focus on the core business that, that is making, um, making income for us. Um, but I am definitely looking at different ways of marketing with even more people uh, so that we don't have that extra overhead of that marketing. And networking events. And network, are yeah, networking events. Networking meetings, um, personal um marketing. Personal, yeah, personal personality marketing, personal marketing, yeah. Well, you also what hatched? Can I say that? You hatched another business called Hatch the Chicken. Is that correct? Can you tell us a- it's our um second product line? So our business name is Rent the Chicken. Right. And we have two product lines. One is Rent the Chicken, where people can have backyard hens for fresh eggs. And the second is Hatch the Chicken. It's a five-week program where folks can hatch baby chicks. And once they're hatched, they keep them for two weeks. When they're not as cute, we pick them up and take them back. So it's a five-week total program. We have families and daycares, senior care facilities, libraries, a lot of great different awesome. bank ones. Yes, we have a bank hatch chickens. It, it, it's great marketing. It brought people into the bank that might not have gone there before or walked in in person and it allowed them to market their other banking products mm-hmm. because people were really interested in the hatching. So, hey, while you're in here, do you want to talk to our loan officer or right. refinance or we have open a check-in. savings account? I mean, yeah. and, and people that maybe went to that bank, they would be like telling their friends, hey, my bank is doing this. And then that person is now walking into their bank and going, oh, look at this. And maybe they picked up some customers. I don't know, but they loved it. Had a great time. And the employees loved it. So even if it didn't create additional customers, the employees definitely benefited uh, benefited from mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and I'm sure it makes some people feel good, right? Uh, that they can share it with their neighbors and things like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
But then let me get to a question here because, okay, now we have this business. We're local in Pennsylvania, correct? We're building everything there. We can hatch chickens, rent the chickens. But how do you turn that into, let's say, a national business or a global business? Because to me, that sounds like a a business that has local limitations. So did you guys take a step to expand that beyond that local area there? We did, actually. That's how our affiliate program um, was hatched. So we partnered with farmers and homesteaders across the United States and Canada. And each one of them are responsible for building their own coops, according to our specs, or they buy coops through Levi, our Amish friend, and they provide their chickens. They wear our rent the chicken attire, plaster their vehicles with rent the chicken, and they are our local arm, if you would. And so then they pay us a kind of like a subscription fee to be part of rent the chicken. And they have their own customers, but they don't have to recreate the wheel. We have how-to tutorials on loads of things so that they can just jump right in and be part of a turnkey business. Yeah, I mean, that's the question. What benefit do they get from going with Rent the Chicken rather than starting their own, right? So Sure. I mean, there's lots of, of benefits. Again, like Homestead Jen said, we've created this foundation, right? So we already know how to rent chickens. Uh, we also, with through the subscription, is we handle all of the inbound sales and support calls. That way, the person, the farmer or the future entrepreneur, they can continue with their day job if they want uh, and still have this additional revenue stream. Uh, so we're answering all these calls. We're experts at the subject. And I like to say that Homestead Jen, our first year, she was getting people in New Jersey to rent chickens. Now, mind you, we live near Pittsburgh. It's a long drive. And in 2014, I think we made three or four trips to New Jersey. And our price at the time was $350 a coop for the local rentals for two chickens and a coop and feed. And she convinced people in New Jersey to spend $800 a rental on this. I like to say that now it was a long day. We'd leave Mm -hmm. at like four in the morning. We'd get back at midnight. But I like to say that Homestead Jen can sell a blind man rating glasses. She is amazing at it. And so when people call up, chances are if they call us, we're going to close the sale. So even if there's somebody that's not good at sales or they're not good at marketing or they're not, you know, they don't know how to do something in business. They don't know how to do a financial statement. We've got classes that we teach right over Zoom. We do all kinds of great things. So I like to say, if you are not successful with Rent the Chicken, you would not have been successful on your own. Absolutely no way. But we provide you the tools to make you successful. Now we do get that monthly subscription fee. So we are very interested in making you successful Mm -hmm. and we're going to help you however we can. You know, obviously there's some limitations there, but we're going to do whatever we can to make you successful. How many states are you guys, do you know, roughly active in, in in any other countries? I should know. Three Canadian provinces, which is, uh, we have two locations in British Columbia, which cover a lot of surface area. We have a location in Alberta, which covers three major regions, and then in Toronto, which covers the GTA, the greater Toronto area. And then in the United States, we're very popular in like the mid-Atlantic region and New England. And then we also have locations through 
Indiana and Omaha, as yeah. well as new location in the greater Los Angeles area, which are super we're, stoked about that. We are always egg Exit. expanding. So it's always it's best to check out our website, click on products and locations, pricing loca- and locations, uh, but rentthechicken.com. I think right now we can service something like 27 or 28 states. And some of those farmers, you know, they live near a state line. So they, for instance, are a farmer in Virginia can cross into West Virginia, Maryland, as well as the District of Columbia. Okay, well then, how do you deal with all these permits and local laws? Because I'm not sure, but I'm sure there's some restrictions throughout some of these 50 states. Am I correct, whether you're supposed to have the chickens? Oh, yeah. I mean, this is the how it happens all over the place. Uh, believe it or not, New York City allows chickens. If you live in like Brooklyn or Manhattan, you can have chickens in New York City. So it is very specific to that locality. And because a lot of times people don't really know where they live. Like they say, I live in Freeport or I live like I live in Freeport. Well, but do you? But I don't. Because I live in South Buffalo Township, but with a Freeport zip code. With a Freeport zip code. So even people that say they know where they live don't necessarily know where they live. So we leave it on them to determine what their local laws are. In our customer agreement, it does say that they're responsible for knowing what their local laws are. And truly, there's not really chicken police. So as long as people's neighbors are on board, they're not calling in the zoning officer. So, so clearly we can't manage the 50,000 different municipalities knowing all their different laws. No, we can't. So we do have that be the customer's responsibility. But for all the major cities, I mean, typically we know, like we know what the laws are in Pittsburgh. We know what the laws are clearly in New York City and Toronto. We know what the laws are there. So if we know, we'll know. We will help customers by doing a quick search if, if they don't know. But for the most part, If your friends are okay with it, if your neighbors are okay with it, you know, and you want to try it and you don't know what the laws are, we'll still deliver, but it's ultimately up to you to to know your local law. Do they make a lot of noise, these chickens in the hatching and rental program, so the neighbors get concerned? Or uh, how do you find that? Hens, roosters are the noisy ones. They crow all day long. Where the hens, they make some beautiful sounds that are more low decibel level. They'll clock a little bit. But they do make some noise when they are fearing something because they want to alert their friends that something is out of the ordinary. And they also have this lovely egg song when they lay their eggs in the morning. But it's not more noisy than the most neighborhood dogs. And so... For the hatching program, that's an insight program, and they make these cute little cheapity cheap cheap noises. Yeah, nobody's even going to know you're hatching chickens. Right. Your neighbors aren't going to know. And you put it in an area of the house where people aren't sleeping. And it's not not a nuisance at all. But, but again, hens don't crow, so you're really not going to hear them. Remember, we picked up a coop once, and the renter adopted the hens. And as we're rolling the coop out to the trailer, after six months of the coop being there, a neighbor across the street said, oh, is she getting chickens? You're behind the ball, guy. <laughs> She's had chickens for six months. You yes. And even at a townhome this one time, they, they were done renting, and I picked them up, and the chickens had been there like four or five months. And the neighbor... This townhome had a wall connected between the two houses, so like, almost like a duplex, right? And as I'm pulling that coop out, the neighbor right next to them, they share a wall with their house. They said, oh, are you delivering those? I'm like, nope, I'm just picking them up. Those chickens had been there for months, and the neighbor didn't neighbor even didn't have any idea. Now, maybe that neighbor didn't go out back, but... I, I don't know. I, yeah. They had no idea. 
Wow. All right, let me ask you this. Okay, I eat eggs all the time. I love them. What's the difference? Is there a difference between a rent the chicken egg and like, and the taste in eggs that you would get at a supermarket? Yeah, I'm going to tell you my perspective as someone who cooks and bakes a lot. And then Homestead Phil can give you the science behind it. So fresh eggs, rent the chicken fresh eggs or just fresh eggs right from the backyard. They are fluffier. They have a bolder taste. When I bake with fresh eggs, my baked goods rise just a bit more. And when I make a delicious omelet, the taste of that is superior next to store-bought egg. And that's even next to like an organic store-bought egg or cage-free, not just the white um, store-bought eggs. I also... The yolks are more vibrant in color and the egg whites are firmer. So if you crack a fresh egg into a nice hot skillet, it's not going to spread across the skillet. Where um, a store-bought egg, it's likely going to run and take up more space. And so- the, the fact is these chickens, they're eating a very healthy food. It's not the, the cheapest food that an egg producer is feeding their hens for egg production. It is the- top quality. The eggs are fresh because you're just getting them out of your backyard. Eggs at the store, they could have been there two, three, four, five, six, seven weeks before they get to your table because it takes time to get them off the production line, to wash them, to put them in cartons, to put them on the truck, to get that truck to the central distribution center for that to eventually end up into your local grocer, right? So the eggs that are fresher taste better. They just do right? The chickens are happy, right? They're not stressed. So we have less stress. We have a higher quality of food feed for the chickens and a quicker turnaround to get to your table. Do people keep these chickens? I know it's rent the chicken, but do some people just keep them? Some people adopt. They like to adopt their hens. And when somebody adopts, they become, we become their chicken friends for life. So 10 years down the road, if they have questions, uh, they can give us a call. In fact, next year in 2023 will be 10 years that Rent the Chicken has been around. So that's a great accomplishment. We're is. so thrilled to be able to. So say we have that. at least 10 years. Congratulations. Most small businesses don't last 10 years, right? So this is really exciting. For sure. So, um, and uh, in most regions, we'll even offer for a fee to winter their chickens so they can rent the same chickens the following season. And we have a number of folks who take advantage of that as well. Wow. Okay. Looking back on it from a business perspective, what do you say the, the highlights have been? And what do you think some of the things that you could have done a little bit differently looking back on the 10 years? I just thought about that. So we really appreciate the fact that we can work together. And although that probably also is a drawback of of being in business with your spouse for 10 years, but um, we just are so proud that we can help our affiliate partners to grow their farms and their offerings. And also for all the folks that we've reached out to and that they've been able to experience the life of having backyard chickens or hatching baby chicks. And I was actually peeking back through previous renters to really determine like when our first hatch the chicken was delivered. I was doing that just yesterday for just for some knowledge, right? And we have someone on our Hatch the Chicken schedule for 2023. And we always say, how did you hear about us? And they gave us a name. And the name kind of sounded familiar, but it wasn't until I was going through that 2015 renter list for Hatch the Chicken that it clicked. Her name was on that list. So we have someone who's renting in 2023 
who was referred to us by someone who participated in Hatch the Chicken, I might cry, in 2015. Wow, that's what it's all about, right? Word of mouth, networking, somebody's happy with it, they refer you guys to someone else. That's that's great. But what's your long-term goals now? And like, let's say in the next five years, where do you want to take this program, let's say? Oh, you know, we, we have lots of ideas. Um, well, he has lots of ideas. We want to continue to egg expand to new locations. I would love to be able to serve service more areas, maybe even add on some additional product lines to rent the chicken. One thing that we do here in Pittsburgh is we do a feed distribution. So we, for our renters that have adopted, we, you know, deliver feed to them after they've adopted as well as people that haven't participated in our program. So we're looking at expanding that to all of our regions. I mean, there's just so many ideas of things that we want to do, but the biggest is to just continue to grow. There's more states to be involved in, you know, a, a dozen, two dozen, big cities that would benefit from having chickens. So I think what we need to do ourselves is we want to continue to grow. We want to continue to provide employment opportunities for people that work directly for Rent the Chicken corporate headquarters here, uh, just outside of Pittsburgh. That's continue to grow our, our social media base, right? We're on Facebook, you know, uh, Rent the Chicken, Twitter at Rent the Chicken, Instagram, Rent the Chicken. Just continue to grow all of that and just reach more of the world. Help more families, right? One food source closer to your table. Help them with STEM education. Help them with hatching, you know, that STEM education through hatching those chickens. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Well, I was going to ask this question, but you kind of answered it, which is how can people find you? But again, give them the contact details so that they can get a hold of you guys. Sure thing. So uh, anyone who's interested for more information can go to rentthechicken.com. There's no hyphens. Rentthechicken.com. As Homestead Phil said, we're all over social media. Just search for Rent the Chicken. Give us a like and a follow. And um, there's a contact form on our website and or they can give us a shout. We'll be happy to answer any questions over the phone. And if you've got a little bit of land hmm. and you want to start maybe a Rent the Chicken affiliate business where you are, go to our website on the right hand side. There is a business opportunity section. Click that and you and I can talk and we can talk about the opportunities that exist. Homestead Phil, Homestead Jen, it's been a blast this half hour. I really really want to thank you guys for coming on the Small Business Horsepower podcast. We're thank so happy much. to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much.